All right, welcome back to Brooko Mode for episode 34. This is Jet episode four. And, well, firstly, welcome back, boys. Thanks, Brooko. Number four is my favourite number. (laughs) (laughs) So, firstly, congratulations on the premiership. Ah, flags. Don't worry about this. Oh, stop it. Normie over here, clinky, 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 clinky. Who did those stats, by the way? Oh, it's a guy who I used to coach. He's like a year nine kid. Biggest nuffy. Likes it. Absolutely loves it. He wants to work for champion title. That's fucking sick. I think he will as well. Like, that's pretty in-depth stats for just watching. That's pretty impressive. I think he made a couple of errors. Disposal efficiency. (laughs) Yeah, he had me at 88. (laughs) I don't know. I was watching a bit of a different game. Yeah. Yeah. Still normie. Yeah, 60%. Still normie. When you get a lot of it, you can't be every kid. That's that's very true. All right, so it's going to be a relatively short episode, but we're going to talk a little bit about the spotlight effect, um, which is basically the fact that Whenever we experience things or we go out in public, we think more people are looking at us and thinking about us than they actually are. And there's so many studies that show that people actually don't notice you as much as you think. And it's definitely saying that it's crippled my life a lot in the sense that I haven't been able to enjoy things as much. Um, it plays on my mind. You get anxious, th- like especially in sporting context, thinking people are judging you. Um, so I don't really have a question to start, but... Have you boys got any thoughts? I was just thinking then and the whole spotlight effect. So if everyone's thinking about what everyone else is thinking about them, if you understand what I'm saying, then no one's actually thinking about you. There's a lot. lot, Here's how I think of it sometimes. It's like um, you might be kicking a footy with someone, right? And then sometimes you're judging their kicking. But sometimes you think they're judging you, but they're thinking about you judging them. <laughs> so it's like this weird, like, sort of fucking so paradox. Like paradox yeah. Yeah. Everyone's just worried about themselves at the end of the day. And, yeah, fuck. and the people who aren't thinking about you, so the people who, because how you think about yourself, you think about others. So the people who are anxious of what you think, um, so the people who are anxious of what people think of them aren't thinking about you and the people who mm. don't care aren't thinking of you because that's not how they see themselves or the world. Yep. yep. So no one's really thinking about you and if they are, then it's honestly most of the time reflecting an internal insecurity or some something. I think it's a lot of stuff to do with the fact that um, when you mess up in, and I think we can relate it back to footy a lot, like you mess up a kick and you see that the coaches are watching, and the coach turns around, and you just think, oh, all he's thinking about is the fact that I've missed that kick, you know, what's he going to think about next, you know. But four four out of five times, he forgets about it in 30 seconds because he's focusing on something else. Less. And it can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, it, there's so many times where you are you can overthink and think that everyone's, oh, shit, he, he, he saw me miss that, I didn't make that tackle, like, that was soft. He's going to be thinking about that. Like, oh, he's still thinking about it. He, he's probably got a million other things to worry about, so he doesn't. So he can... I know it has. It's like, I get in my head quite a bit. And it can just drain you. Like, and just... Three... Oh, all, all the time when I do it, I just spiral. Like, and so all of a sudden, you're just thinking... And you miss the next kick, and then you're like, oh, it's all just come together now. 
So it's it, you automatically think, oh, 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 that's it, I'm done. So it just in turn just starts making your skills worse. Yeah, it's detrimental to your skills. So. My, my biggest thing that I think of this from like a psychology point of view is often the spotlight effect is we think it's going to put a spotlight on our on our weaknesses, our insecurities. So if you use that as like information, so let's say for me, like, or anyone, you, you think you've got to maybe identify and think, okay, what am I actually worried they're going to think of me? So, and it helps specify what it is, which gives you opportunities to improve that instead of just being drained by it. Mm. So if it is like you're worried that, oh, your kick isn't good enough, or even if you're at union, you think, oh, um, I'm not smart enough. Like I can't read words as well. It like, gives you something to start with. Like, okay, maybe I'm not as. Maybe I can actually improve this instead of just being like, oh, I'm not good enough. Well, it gives you an opportunity to put actions in instead of just be having that like victim mindset. And every time I I take it as an opportunity to improve now and put actions in. When I do put the actions in, I'm not really as worried by it because I know I'm actually trying my best. Mm-hmm. It's just when we don't try, I feel like that's what can really hold us back internally because we're not actually putting any effort to improving and we think that we can't improve because we actually can't if you don't put like any work into it. Well, yeah, I've actually got a funny story. I was just thinking about times where I might have experienced this and <laughs> two of them involved like the same sort of stuff that I was riding along the coast and I've seen a mate of mine and I've stuck my hand out to high-five him <coughs> and... Just sent me completely off balance, crashed my bike on the on the coast, and <clears throat> soon as I crashed, and like I'm a 22 year old, I should know how to, <laughs> I should know how to um ride a bike by now, um, and yeah, crashed it, stacked it pretty bad, um, and I, no, I tried to laugh it off, but in my head, I remember thinking like, fuck, like everyone is looking at me like this is so embarrassing, like embarrassment comes into spotlight effect a lot, I think. And and then I did it again, but it was just completely by myself. Like, I've yeah, yeah, two times in a year. That's yeah. just shocking. But and then people are trying to help me up, and I'm just like, oh, this is just fucked. I need to get back on my bike, like, right yeah. off. Do you, an interesting thing that I saw, and I think this could shock your mind a little bit because no one's actually scared of failing. People are scared of failing and then having the judgment from other people. Yep. Because anyone, no wow. one cares about failing private. So think about all like mistakes mm. and kicking. If no one saw that, most of the time, it's just like, eh, I don't really care. But it's the fact that when you make a mistake, there's other people. You're actually just fearing their judgment. So, school, Wild. school. You. This is for me as well because like I don't failing. I didn't. <laughs> wasn't really. I didn't really care about. <laughs> but um, but I cared when people asked me what my result was. So the f- it wasn't mm. the failing that. That worried me. It was the fear of what I'd have to tell and, and the person what I got, and they could judge you like, "Oh, yeah, Jack is yeah. quite dumb." Yeah. Well, they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it does come back to what you do value. Because if you don't care as much about that, then you're not going to be worried. That's why I talk about shines a spotlight on insecurities, but also what you value. So for me, like at footy, right? If I mess up kicks, right? Because I pride myself on being a good kick. So if I make mistakes, I start thinking people are saying like, "Oh, he's not actually that good of a kick." Like. Mm. Um, and there's so many stories. Like, I don't know why. Like, so for example, when I was starting to talk to like uh, West Perth um, this year, like, and back end of the season, that was s- the plans are sort of getting locked away. 
And any times I started like making mistakes, I was I just had th- I was thinking people are thinking this bloke's like gonna go to waffle like he's not good enough like fuck, mm. like he can f- he fuck look at that kick yeah he's fucking yeah. or even if it was just like little losing marking content like just things like that not playing as good making mistakes like and that just it can eat away you because like just becomes like an expectation in your head um, that you have to that I had to perform at a certain level and and what happens is. You're not present, and yeah. you're not focused, yeah. and and then it's not that you aren't you couldn't perform. It's that you're stopping yourself from performing by not actually focusing on what you mm. got to do. I think it's like if people can get in their heads when they feel like they can't control things. Like you, you, you miss a kick, like you can't control the fact that you've missed a kick, but it's the what do you mean you can't control? Or like you've missed a kick. And then after that, like you can't do anything. Can't about oh it yeah, now. you can't, you can't change, change the past. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But that there are variables that you can't change. Like there's so many things that you just have no control over that you can get caught up in. So I, th- I and I watched something a couple of weeks ago. I was like, just if you stop worrying about the things you can't control, you can st- start to feel a lot better. Like what you did when you, you know fell off your bike and people are watching. You can't control the fact that you fell off your bike now. It's done, but. People drive past. They see you do it. They'll never see you ever again. Yeah, I know. So like I, and I, I've done it all. Like I do it all, all the time. Like, I get in my head and think people are thinking about me and talking badly about me. But half the time, it's just stuff you can't control. So I've tried to change the mindset. It's like oh, no, they're they're talking about me. It's like oh, if they are, so be it. But I can't control what they mm. think and what I, they do. Yeah. For me, I feel like I have to dig deeper because like intellectually or logically I understand I can't control mm. well, some people don't even realize that sometimes they <laughs> feel like they have influence in what everyone's thinking of them but once you can clarify that for me I, I've done that a long time ago but then it's also for me I have to dig deep and be like ask myself why like why do I care what someone thinks of me um what is this trying to cover up internally like do I not feel good about enough about myself what specific areas of my life can I improve on and whenever I dig deeper if I'm really honest with myself, there always is something that I'm not doing exactly right um, or not doing how I want to do it. And it just gives you information. It's just, it's hard to have those conversations with yourself because a lot of the time it takes vulnerability, which is something mm. that especially young, the younger men are not um, experts in. I feel like uh, you need to sort of practice it, mm-hmm. like practice going out there and not caring or not even thinking about what people could be thinking of you. And I saw a video that sort of explains it. He, I think he walks through an airport or a very busy place and he's just filming exactly what I'm saying. He's just filming himself and he's just like, these people don't care what I'm doing right now. And I'm, I'm being so different. I'm being out there and he's just filming himself and people are giving him looks and stuff and he's just like, I'm never going to see him again. It's all good. Like, um. And I feel like that's one way you can do it. Obviously, maybe a bit extreme, but if you practice people, uh, no, so if you practice um, not thinking what other people are thinking about you, it, it's hard. it's going outside your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I'm trying to do. Like the new thing that I'm doing, like it's one of the reasons, I guess. And it's I, I think it's important to. To do that, what because you, 
like I've tried to do it recently is trying to not care as much about what people think and if they're thinking of me. It just makes you such a happier person. No, no. I, it's so hard to... Um, you can be happy uh, but overthink, but I I think personally I've found it that if I'm not worrying about uh, the uncontrollable variables in my life and what people are thinking of me, I've, I've found that I've become a lot happier in myself and yeah. just like... Ev- Day to day life, so I think that's I, I think that's important. And if people are, are struggling with whether it's it's o- overthinking or um, the spotlight effect, and just thinking that oh everyone's talking about me and you know I'm, I messed this up, so everyone's looking at me now badly. It's like if you let go of it, which is a hard thing to do. Don't don't get me wrong; it's awful and and, and it's tough. But I've found I've I've been a lot happier recently. Yeah, if I've just let things go a little bit. I, f- I find it hard to let go unless internally I label it. Mm. That's why I talk about labeling like an emotion, a thought, just because then only then can I really detach from it or else like a lot of the time we have this anxiety. I have these anxious feelings. I even had a bit yesterday, this anxious feeling. And I'm like, what it, What it actually, what am I like? I, if you don't specify what thought or narrow it down to something like it just eats you up. And a lot of the time we have these negative feelings, but if we don't actually label it with something it's it's really hard to let go because what are you let, letting go of? What thought, what limiting belief about yourself are you trying to detach from? So if I'm feeling insecure about something certain, I try and um, pin a voice in my head that it is and being like, okay, that's that's the I'm not good enough voice. Like, um, or I'll never be lo- like if it's in a relationship context, like, oh, you'll never be love voice. And then it's just being like, okay, that's that voice. Talk, fuck that <laughs> off, like. I've had. I, d- I don't believe that. There's so much evidence against that. Why? Like, I'm just trying to like label it and and just putting co- conscious thought into it. And be like, nah, that's that's not true at all. You can c- come on, like, and then that really helps me like just go past it because I'm able to label it. Sometimes I just have these fucking um these feelings that eat you up. Because everything, everyone's different. Like, you might just think of the um things you can control versus can't control, and that works for you. Mm. But for me, like. I find that doesn't work as well for me. So, like, everyone's going to have their different things, but it's being able to, like Jack said, practice things, um, try different things, and then see what works for you. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters is coming up with a thing that works for you. We were talking about before the podcast, mental health is different for everyone. And it's some one thing doesn't work for an, another person. So I think it's great that we have different ways of dealing with it because I think it means that not only other people, but we can learn as well. Like if I'll now start to look at emotions and, and, and thoughts and feelings and try and label them and see how I go with that. Cause I've n- never actually ever thought about doing it before. Like labeling an emotion or a thought that I've got in my head. Like I think we spoke about it in an earlier podcast. I just have people just have thoughts. Like I have thoughts and, and an internal voice, but I've never thought of, taking a step back and looking at what it is. I've just always kind of seen it on surface level, like, oh, that's, I'm feeling shit at, at the moment. I'll never go, oh, that's okay. Oh, that's a shitty emotion or that's a, that's, I'm feeling upset or I'm feeling angry right now. I've never looked at it that, that well, way. So I'm the exact same yeah. with that. Like, I just, I just have these thoughts, but I never labelled it. I never, like, said that's that emotion and then dig a bit deep and say, well, why am I feeling that emotion? I just sort of, <coughs> Some, and sometimes the like I said, um, just trying to like help you guys understand like this emotion arises a lot of the time from like 
uh, like trauma or an insecurity. Like a lot of the time, like I've said this before, like how much psychologists bang on about like childhood trauma and stuff. And everyone's had all these experiences. But basically when we're growing up, we have all these events that happen to us. I'm a real, a real little guy trying to make sense of the world and things happen to us. And it sort of shapes, they're called schemas, it sort of shapes these internal frameworks we have mm-hmm. for the world, like these filters. So we start seeing everything we experience, we filter through the lens. And for me, I've got certain lenses with, with certain like traumas, insecurities, and just being able to identify, like I said, I'm feeling this way because that insecurity lens is filtering this information. So an event happens, like a situation um, even as simple as like, let's say this hasn't really happened, but just an example or it has happened before, but let's just say in a relationship, like, or you're seeing a girl plans get canceled. Um, mm. and then the insecurity lens starts Huge. interpreting like, like, Oh, you'll never be good enough. You'll never be loved. Like if that's mm. a thing that's big for you, for me, that could be a little thing that's for me. Like, um, so I start interpreting through that lens. It might not happen to you. It might be with footy or work or school. And it's this lens of like, You'll never um, have financial success. Um, everyone's judging you. Like any, it, anything, everyone's going to have their own things, but it's being identified an experience. That's the insecurity talking in this situation and then trying three different ways to dispel that, oh. which helps rid that emotion. It's, it's so I'm just putting things together now after you said that. Like I, I, in our podcast, again, just the one-on-one with you and me, I said, oh, I think it was the fear stuff like, I fear, do I look further in, in, into the future and I fear what I've got in the future like not being financially um, secure. But it's come from like, my dad's been made redundant three times and so that he's found himself in situations where he's trying to find jobs and but he doesn't have it. So I think, and that's why I've kind of gone down a path of being a little bit concerned about my financial security later on and i shouldn't i'm 21 at the moment I've got so much time to figure that stuff out but um and it's probably why i've also gone down the job path that i've gone to i'm doing criminology and want to work in the police force eventually but it's a very secure job yeah. there's you've always you're always going to need it so i think that's just hearing that like putting two and two together yeah it is and i've learn about it you need it's called developmental factors we we label it as developmental factors and we look at it in a little bit of a more serious situation with psychopaths but a lot of the um traumas that they experience as a child turns them into or can label them as as a psychopath so born born good toward evil yeah yeah exactly so not everyone is an awful person but it's the things around them that can yeah that and that's what we look at but um yeah so, so, so my example of that just to give people like because this might relate to some people so like i'm honest with myself like i have some insecurity in, in re- like relationship it's but it's not insecure in the, in myself it's more like i'll explain it so i've never had some, my parents split up before i was born my mum and stepdad split up when i was like 10 or 12 um i've never had like my my, I've never had um, grandparents. So my granddad, on my dad's side, died before I was born. Grandma, same on my mum's side. So I've never had a stable like parent figure. Um, like 
where I'm like, okay, that's like, a st- so in my head, I, I find it really hard if I'm in a relationship to project long-term stability. <coughs> so that's where like my insecurity sometimes in relationship oh, can come from. And it's like, fuck, I have nothing to like look at within my family and be like, that could be me or like, and it's, it's not that like you think like that, but internally your subconscious is, is, it finds it really difficult to <coughs> connect you with that. But being able to like really like understand that's why I feel certain ways. And when, stuff happens in a relationship and things are said that could be interpreted one way and just being able to label that's like that insecurity lens and then grounding myself, being present with what actually is happening and not letting that insecurity dictate how I feel. It's so empowering because one, I'm not overreacting to the situation and two, I'm not, it's not actually, it's not actually how it is. Like you start seeing things for what they know, especially on text messages, you start interpreting things in like really shit ways, especially when you're in bad moods and, it's like this isn't this isn't what's happening, but think of this is why people can can go really in spirals because it's the butterfly effect. So if I start interpreting things, and I've done this so many times in past relationships, like if I let insecurity and overthinking and that sort of deeper um, those worries um, dictate me, then it affects what how I interpret a text or a situation. Then it affects what I say which is going to have a huge effect on what they think and they feel and what they say, which is going to have a further effect of on, on me. And it just, it can become, it's, I've seen it happen before to me. It just spirals and spirals and spirals. So initially experiencing something, feeling it, labeling, okay, that's a bit of that insecurity lens talking. And then just being able to stick to sort of more the facts and what's actually happening. It's, it's so simple, but, but it is hard, but, and it takes practice, but it's probably the biggest self-development improvement thing i think it it's really if in one word it's it's mindfulness is what they talk about yeah so i'm just gonna bring it back to <coughs> when you said <coughs> something on the lines of um like when guys ask girls out for dates let's say secure the date people well sorry not people males are what worrying that she's gonna cancel mm. before that even happens mm-hmm. like they're just worrying that she's gonna cancel and I've had a, like, quite a few mates happen that happened to them, and like one of my best mates actually. And he he now worries whenever he, like he she has like trauma from it. Like if he asks a girl, like he's scared to ask girls on a date, um, for the fact that they're gonna cancel on him now. And mm. I think that a lot of people could relate to that because <coughs> the amount of people that I know that have been through it. Yeah, I think learn. Been, Experiences create um, sort of learnt. Uh, oh, is it emotions? No, it's scars. Like yeah, yeah, scars. Yeah, yeah. And like, like you say, he's now scared to ask people out because of the fact that he he isn't he isn't going to get turned away. But it's probably happened maybe a few times to him. But there's so many other situations where the girl has rocked up. But of course, one two bad experiences creates. So much uh, internal thought and head noise. That That's I why people have such one bad experience and they never do something again. Yeah, mm-hmm. It yep. can be with anything. Like It can be like relationships. It can be alcohol. It can be so many things. But it's just what happens. In, in, in Your brain just is really like, that's scary. Like I don't want that sort of pain or discomfort. Yeah. And running away from it, even though sometimes it's really inconvenient because it's like, let's say it's a relationship. Like Then you're basically saying like, you're, you don't want to feel the bad, so you, but then you can't feel the good within it. Like, you can't feel all the benefits and the 
the love in a relationship just because of the pain that the heartbreak that you had that you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's a very um, powerful topic if you look at it from an external point of view. I think if we look at the spotlight effect and everyone's just talking about me, as soon as you take that step back and like you said, thinking about your own thoughts, you can sort to understand why. Um, yeah, I think labelling that stuff's going to be really important for people and I think I'll, yeah, I'll definitely start to do that more often. Labelling emotions and and voices in, in your head. What, did, oh, sorry to interrupt, but no, right. I just thought it was really powerful thing because because uh, it's like we look at the spotlight effect and like i said i feel like sometimes what jack does is the best but and i'm starting to learn from him is just like try and flip the script a bit and be like um mm. look at it in a different way and, and the powerful thing the spotlight effect is when when people are looking at us we look at it i sort of this in the negative way like oh like they could be looking at all these negative things but i'm starting to just i actually feel this in a positive way it's like they're, maybe they're just looking at a lot of the positive. Why they could be looking at the positive yep. things of me. Yep. Mm. Like maybe they're uh, looking up to you. I, I'll give you an example. This this probably might not have happened, but yesterday, grand final day, without out with all my mates at a place. They're all drinking. Just quietly go pies. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're all drinking. I w- I, w- I wasn't drinking because I'm not um not drinking at the moment. And and like in your head, like like. Obviously, like them, good mates, and they know what I'm doing. They don't really judge or care, but you know, you're still gonna have those little voices. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh, it'd be nice to have a drink, fit in, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But then, then sometimes I had a few thoughts of the day where I'm like, we're sitting down, relaxing. I'm just like, fuck. Th- some of them might be thinking like, fuck. I wish I was like doing what he's doing and not having to drink and mm. taking ownership of his physical health, but and all these things like. It's just that we look at it in a negative way because our insecurity drives us more than our yep. confidence takes us forward. Absolutely. A bit of jealousy as well. Jealousy yeah. can creep into it. Like they're jealous of you being securing yourself <coughs> to not have to drink. Some people feel like they have to drink. Oh, to it's fit into I, the group. Like even me, like I, d- I don't really want to drink, but then there's still that voice. It's just because it's just com- It's not comfortable, but it's just like it's nice to. I don't think it's the fact that. It's not that I want to drink because you want to um, fit in. It's not the fitting in because I'm happy to be different. It's just the how cool it is for everyone to be like, um, just to be doing the same things. Mm. It's like being on the same sort of wavelength. Yeah. It's just because I feel like you, although it doesn't really change much and it honestly changed nothing yesterday for me. Mm. Uh, I was the rowdiest person there. I'm um, not surprised, mate. <laughs> fuck, that was a sick game. But it does... Uh, we'll, ha- we'll do another episode of alcohol, but it does come back to the spotlight effect really powerfully. Well, this probably doesn't have anything to do with spotlight effect. Or maybe. <coughs> oh, you, you know. When we do something different, that really, like for me, when I wasn't drinking alcohol yeah, and I was like down at the footy club and stuff, like th- you start thinking that everyone's thinking of you, if you're doing, especially when you're doing something different. Yeah, That's when the spotlight, yeah. when, ev- when you're fitting in and, Doing the same shit Like Drinking Going out clubs Like You don't really feel different But like If you're going out sober You think everyone's like Oh mm-hmm. this bloke's sober like, Just like when you started your podcast When you did something different That's Like not a lot of people in Perth do And You know You can be thinking what people Sorry You can be thinking about what Other people are thinking about you And how you started this podcast Like <clears throat> You decide to be different 
And now I've completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> I, I had a fucking good thought, but it's gone. No, it's... Oh, sorry. No, you go. go. I, it's, it's a story, and it's about um, drinking. It literally happened on Friday night. So, <clears throat> and this is sort of the one, like, I used to be this guy, and so like, I understand why everyone does it, and it sort of sucks. It's like sort of Australian culture, but we're playing a drinking game, and um, involves everyone... <clears throat> and this guy, like, he likes he likes drinking, but he just he didn't want to play this game because, like, you have to drink drinks that you might not like pretty much. And everyone is hosing him. Mm. Absolutely, like, pussy, fucking coward, like, saying all this stuff. And I, I was probably the only one that just sat, like, for the first time ever, like, I used to be that guy. I used to be fucking screaming, like, why don't you just join in, like? But for the first time ever, and I was standing next to him. He was sitting down. And I was just like fucking tapping him on the, um, tapping on the leg. I was like, mate, it's all good. Like, don't worry about it. Like, don't just don't listen to these guys. Like, and these are these these are we're all best mates, and they're fucking hosing him. And like, yeah, that might not have an effect on some people, but some people that some people they actually get up and they go play that game. Yep. And they really don't want to. Oh, it'd be <coughs> interesting to know if. I'd say it was ten people there, and, and you and this guy. Like, this guy doesn't want to do it, so you're and you're helping him out. What happens if it was like six people agreed with him, and four people didn't? Like four people were like, "Oh, you should be drinking," and then six people. Have you seen that psychology study where it's like you you oh, took oh. the line like like this is it's I think it's called Ash's study, and it's like um th- it was like four people, and they have to say w- if this length of line is one to A B C, and and it's like. They had people saying it was this length, and everyone sort of like agreed. Um, the the person, the participant, was like, "Oh, they started doubting themselves, even though it was obvious it wasn't this line." But they got convinced it was because other people were because saying. everyone. But then they changed how many people were agreeing versus disagreeing. All it took yeah. was one person to agree with them, and it changed dramatically. It changed like 60 percent, yeah. and they were like confident in their belief. When when every, when they were they were called confederates when. All the people were saying it was this length of line um, was the same as this. They, they doubted themselves and they just followed the herd. Mm. But all they needed was one person and it completely changed. Well, how much do you see that in... I remember back <laughs> in school and the teacher would ask a question and you'd go around the room and whatever the first... If the first person was considered smart, everyone follows the answer. Yep. It, they do not answer it for themselves. They answer it to just fit in and... <clears throat> because if the person who's smart is wrong and I get it wrong, oh well, okay. everyone thought, yeah, correct, yeah. But no one is, no, no one, one wants to take that leap. Mm. It's yep. it happens a bit. Oh, for the for the, um, it's life almost like sheep. That's what I believe happens at like when you do like the um, post game values at footy club and yeah. oh my, the God. first first thing that gets said as a one person, it's like I don't want to say something different. So the fir- if you get mentioned the first one, two, or three. Or even the first one. People you're going to get mentioned next, six yeah. times. Not going to lie, boys. I do have to run. So great podcast. Um, feel free to continue without me. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, keep we'll do a little having bit having a good chat. Yeah. <laughs> cheers, boys. Do right. work, Matt. Cheers, Tommy. <coughs> um, yeah, so the, the post-game values thing, obviously can't comment on too much, but I'm not a big fan of it. Um, never was. Not for the fact that we shouldn't do some sort of reflection. Maybe, maybe explain because some people... Some people don't um, don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh well, basically, so at the end of our footy games um, in A grade this year, 
you went around the room after a game and we had these values that we wanted to play by and basically you had to say, yes, I played the whole game with these values and then you had to vote for someone who embodied these values the best throughout the game. And it was a trend that I saw throughout the whole year. It was whoever was mentioned first or relatively early would would get mentioned um, sort of, and you can tell like would get mentioned so much and sometimes it, it just happened all the time. And But those, and it's not because, and I know you might be thinking, oh, well, that's just because they were like, um, they were the best that day, but sometimes it was just people who probably um, that to embody values the best throughout the whole game. There, there should be a lot more different. A whole game of footy, there should be a lot more variability. There should be like six or seven blokes because it wasn't about who was the best on ground. It wasn't clear. It was like who embodied the values the best, and that was communicated well. So everyone knew it was not who was the best on ground. So people knew that, yet it was only a relatively few amount of people each time. And to me, it didn't make sense because there should be so much like so much variability. But whoever was mentioned first was often repeated so often. Hundred percent in the twos, it was way better. Um, shock, <laughs> um, but so that was with the val- uh, that's with the um, the like picking someone who you think with the values. But with the yes and no, if ev- if we had a good win, everyone votes yes. Everyone, well. I can only play a handful of games, so this is all I can talk about. But I remember we had a good win, and everyone just says yes because it's like, well, fuck, what else am I meant to say? It sort of like gives you that feeling. But then when we were sing- sitting in that Wanneroo game, we won. But people were voting um, no just because the coach was angry. Like they didn't. I don't even think they thought about the game. Like, and uh, yeah, yeah. shouldn't be hosing him on a podcast, but like he was. He remember that time in that little game, like he said, "No, you can't vote for that guy." Like, yeah, yeah. No, it's and I, I was pretty confident in myself. Like, I know after a game, like whether I won, not just perform my role, but really like embodied the values. Like, I'm, I was pretty confident. Um, so there were times we lost, and I still voted yes because well, I had good form, and I guess that makes it easier when you're performing. But the people who probably, I know, like, tried their fucking best, like, fucking did well and just said no because, like, they didn't want to, you know, stand out or, or like, because we lost, it's it's hard to be, like, yes. like And, and they, well, that's sort of the spotlight effect. Like, it is. Fuck, people are going to be thinking about it. It is. A, it's a definition it of the spotlight because, because everyone actually is listening to you. Yeah, yeah, you're by yourself. You feel like you're by yourself. And, yeah, there'll be times where maybe a fringe player, <clears throat> they actually try their fucking hardest. They give effort for the whole game. They hit the values, but the values actually have nothing to do with footy. Like, so if you're missing kicks, I don't think that comes out of the values, does it? No. So, but like everyone else is thinking, oh, well, he missed a few kicks. How can he be? Yes. And it, that's where I think everyone's confused about performance and value um, embodiment, like being able to stick by the values to the game. And that's why I just don't think it was the, the best thing. Cause it's really hard to reflect on a, um, the values like I get the whole thing but for me I, I like at the end of the day it's a performance sport so for me it should be about role execution this like this is how my beliefs like everyone should be given specific roles that should be well communicated and individuals have clarity on their roles and when you're if you're doing a post-game reflection it should be like did I execute my role it should be a two-part thing did I execute my role um or like, I don't know, do it how you want. But did I execute my role? Did I try my hardest to execute my role? 
Um, and then there's so much more reflection that you could do. But this doesn't just come back to sport. This is fucking life. Like, what do we hold ourselves accountable for? Is it what everyone tells else we should be worried about? It's like the whole value thing. Value. What do we value? So basically, it's like you're getting told what you should reflect on your game. Think of it in your life. Like, we get told a lot, like, what we should value in our life, like money, all these external things. But it's, it's being able to take ownership for how you feel about your game in your own way, making your own, like, obviously in, in a sporting context it's different, but in your life you have so much freedom to analyse everything you do. Hold yourself accountable to your own standards, your own measures. And a lot of the time the external seeps into our internal. It's because we don't reflect enough internally like, okay, this is how I want to live. This is how I want to, these are sort of the frameworks I want to live by. And we just let that external seep in and it becomes the way we measure ourselves because we don't think enough about how we want to live and there's so much confusion and it's easy just to grab onto the easy stuff like looking at how much money you have, do you have a, a girlfriend or not, Do you ha- how many friends do you have, What? how smart are you with whatever you're doing, like all those like easy things to grab onto. Whereas it's like what do I value in my life? Like I've had to think about it. Like I want to be hardworking I want to go be consistently going out of my comfort zone because I know that's where I grow. Um, I want to be like a good, genuine human being. Um, I want to commit to my learning. I want to commit to my training. Like all these more, the I want to, all those sort of values, that's how I hold myself accountable to. And well, sometimes it <clears throat> takes another person to, you know... <clears throat> Just pull you back in the right direction, like make you, make you um, think about your values and are you like your life values and are you like, I guess following them. Like, I don't know what I sent to them, my mate the other the other day. Like, I didn't mean to question him on his values, but <clears throat> what I ended up saying made him reflect on how he's been behaving. I guess towards his. Um, values and he, he told me he said that is just that's not what I want to be it's not who I am um, that was pretty out of character and look what he did wasn't it wasn't even that bad but I guess it was just good for him to reflect on um, but all the big negative things that happen in our world often start small yeah and yeah. it's just cutting like, it short fuck, everything's with like <clears throat> pulling yourself up like when we're talking about the mental health and how you can <clears throat> if you don't pull yourself up here going to end up here same it can work with so many different things yeah just cutting it early like you gotta you gotta reflect early but so, and that's what i was sort of saying sometimes you not, might not be able to catch yourself and that's when you, your friend might be able to you just have to be willing to listen to him because some people don't want to listen yeah you're never going to change if you don't want to change and what he said the, the mental health stuff so like i struggle with this a bit when i'm trying to talk to people it's like should I keep investing energy into people and trying to encourage them to change when there's when there's so much evidence that they're just not changing? All the all like the time you spend listening and trying to help people, it's like you can just tell like it's hard to know whether they actually want to change and whether they're just holding themselves back. And it's like not skilled enough to know to try different ways. And I think every there's so many different stories. Like some people just don't have the skills, but some people are just scared. Um, we can't just generalise with one comment. We love generalising. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, it's, well, it's hard to be specific. 
<sighs> what I will say, so Egan just posted, um, like we did a podcast on Thursday. When did we do it? Can't remember. Thursday, I think. And I told my story about panic attacks. And look, I sort of just told it because it was, it was just what I was thinking of, um, thinking of while we were. Well, whatever we were talking about, I can't really remember. It just I, I thought it like, I don't know, it just came to my mind, and um, and he just posted the the thing, and I shared it, and fucking all these people are liking liking the story, and it, and it all like like in the in the little reel, it, it's it's actually fuck all. It, I think it just says I've had two panic attacks, and then it cuts out. But so many people are liking it, and I feel like that, and they're messaging me, and they're saying this is so relatable, and. To me, I just didn't. <laughs> I didn't think that was gonna be a thing. I sort of just told the story because that's just w- one of my experiences I've had. And fucking awesome to see, huh? Hey? Is it? <laughs> but like, I'm not. I sort of just told that story because it was f- the flow of the conversation. I didn't realize the effect it could have on someone. And on Friday night, someone sort of reminded me like the effect we're having with these conversations and and what i said to him is what why I, like i'm happy we have an effect on people but it shouldn't just just be us and it's not just us but it should be everyone like it's what we're doing is in my opinion not hard mm. but i feel like you have to be somewhat secure in yourself to be able to talk about these things because if you yeah. don't like, obviously our our no one has the perfect headspace. But if you don't have the perfect, or if you don't have a um, good headspace, it's hard to come on here and talk about these sort of things. So that's where I understand where not everyone can do it. Yeah, but just having con- like, should we talk about? We haven't even talked about an outreach October. Yeah, I sent my first one off this morning. Had a real good chat. I'm, I'm doing mine after this. Yeah, so. had a real yeah. good chat with one of my um, or still still convo still going because he was just be one. Of best mates but um he's over in um canada at the moment oh fuck i'm like, jealous went to travel there and work but like it was ju- it's just nice to talk not for the fact that trying to help someone no. just from the fact you're just reconnecting um and i'll have a better take on this when i got a lot more of these convos and they're all going to go slightly different but i did i'm going to ask every single person this, this question i said since we last spoke I said, what have you learned about yourself and what have you learned from life? And fuck, I got some good answers. Really? Yeah, just just from one... Like, that's what I'm asked every person because, like... Because do you know why? Because I knew what they were like and I knew a lot of their experiences. So then it helps me, like, identify what growth, like, how people can grow, what people... has changed people. I think that's going to help me. Do you know what I love about that? So, with this Outreach October, you can reach out to someone that you haven't spoken for a while and... It can be that surface level conversation. Like, oh yeah, how you been? Yep, good. Just working. It can be that, or you can ask that question. I nearly didn't do it. I was like, oh, what, what? What? You can't lose. lose. <laughs> why, why wouldn't you? Why? Exactly. That's what I started typing. I'm like, because I, I was, I was initially thinking, like, oh, let's just have a nice. But I'm like, bro, if I'm really genuinely interested in, in this person, like, and just learning from people in life, like, why the fuck wouldn't I? You can't lose. And and do you know what? He told us some stories about it, and it really like helped him open up. That's what people don't get. It actually is a conversation starter. Just with the why, why not? I think we sent, I sent the video into the group chat and it says, oh, why should I send this text? Why should I, 
why should I start going to the gym? Why should I why should I do all these things? And then he just says, Why not? Why not start the gym? Why not have that conversation? Why not message them? And then once you start asking yourself why not, you can't really come up with any answers because guess what? Can't lose. <laughs> so I think I don't care if we keep hang, um, banging on you can't lose because one, it's it's going to eventually stick to people oh. if you keep reinforcing it. It Sometimes it just takes like fucking hammering yeah, on yeah. the fucking... Fucking knock the door down. <laughs> so like, because like sometimes in my head I'm like, oh, should we keep saying this? Like people are probably going to... But it's like, some, it's it's a good like... But you're thing thinking to, about what other people are thinking about. Exactly. It's a good thing to come yeah. back to because I think it's very adaptable and in your own way. so easy. Like it's something you can just say to yourself like, you can powerful reminder. Up. Yeah, like okay, I, I can't. This can't go bad. We can't lose here. Let's just fucking do it. It's just that three seconds of courage. Sometimes count to three. Let's do it. And we love silence here. <laughs> That's something we're gonna get better at. I reckon. Yeah, I actually love it now. It, it makes me laugh though, because <laughs> it's just like people are expected to. Just keep talking on podcasts, but in conversations, you're allowed to stop and you're allowed to have a reflection. Yeah. I think we've had a great chat so far. Yeah. It's been awesome. Tommy had to leave us, unfortunately, but. <laughs> where do you want to head? In what? In this, in, in our conversation. We're, we're, oh. we, 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 you know, <laughs> we take a few parts. It's all good. <laughs> well, we're talking about the spotlight effects. I'm trying to think if there's anything else like really powerful within the spotlight effect i think maybe i can have you got any stories yeah fuck a million but sometimes yeah. it's hard to like think on the spot but um spotlight effect so basically when we think everyone's it's like picking your nose in public yeah that's actually a big one yeah even though it's pretty gross but like if you're yeah. picking your nose like, oh, like you don't want to actually do it because you know, no one really wants to do it but yeah. sometimes you gotta get those boogies out <laughs> That's probably a bad example <laughs> <coughs> I have weird ones And like I don't know This is just to like Show how much like Actually, how, how weird they can be Yeah so Yeah tell us some more Cause Okay I can tell you the, I can tell you the fucking weirdest shit Yeah go And this fucking is not yes. And like this Like I, I want to share it because It helps Someone. me But also Yeah and people might be able to relate But it's really easy for me to not say anything because it's also scared because I'll be f- scared like people are oh, like like as if you're worried about that but like yeah but it could help someone exactly and which is more pa- which is more <laughs> you can't lose it's also more important to share and and be vulnerable than be scared of what someone's gonna think of you so like I'll give you random ones this that come into my head so driving past like people o- other side of the road. And like sometimes I get weird, I, weird with eye contact. For some reason, you think because that's when you think people are judging you. Man. So I'm driving on the other side of the road, and I'll blink so that when I look, that they can't. <laughs> <laughs> How random oh, is that? I reckon someone out there definitely does the exact same. And I, like I'm getting better, and, and I just like look. Sometimes, like most of the time, like looking at people now, my eye contact's gotten so better. But eye contact is like huge for people who are scared of judgment. Looking down on their phone, looking down the phone when you're waiting. It's like I've had times where I'm looking up. I'm like. Get off your phone Like I want to actually talk to you Like <laughs> What I say to that is Fucking put your eyes on the road <laughs> Keep your eyes on the road But um, People hate eye contact 
like in public because so you're saying drive like driving that's I mean even next to this now even (laughs) even next to people at lights sometimes like I'm better now but sometimes it's like I don't really want to look at this cunt next to me but why are people scared just to look like why aren't we allowed to look at people in those situations because mate don't we I'll go like this and they'll go oh fuck we just looked at each other (laughs) (laughs) like and it's just but I feel like it just comes I don't know it's just like a thing and people are just like but is it just, just fear it, of judgment? Or the awkwardness, maybe? You know when people just accept in life that these things are just things that the way it exist? Is. Yeah, it's just, that's just, they just go, well, that's just the way it is. That, why? Like, why? Why can't I look at you next to my car? Like, why can't I go like this? Like, and people are going to be like, because it's fucking weird. Why is maybe, it weird? But why? It's only weird because we've been taught that. Yes. Imagine if you're growing up and imagine if you're growing up and taught that. Like I think it's the whole like stranger mentality. Yeah. Because it's like we have to have, be cautious about people because they're obviously not like like there's some bad people out there. But ninety, this like it's just, it's like why are we letting the small few dictate how we engage with every every other stranger? So many people are like like minded, good people would love to have these vulnerable chats like and just be open with strangers more but we all have that same mindset that fear mindset and it's just like we're walking around all our heads down but deep down we actually want to be walking confidently and talk to other people how often and fucking phones so how often do you this is big for me when you're walking in public uh, shopping center maybe when you're seeing a lot of people just you don't feel like talking to someone that like you know but you just you're not really close to. So you might see him like hundred meters away or fifty meters away and then you just go bang onto the phone. Because it's an excuse to not talk to them. It's an excuse to not see them. When you don't have to stop and have the conversation. You just go, hey well, you don't have to say hey like it's not rude. Well, it depends how close you are but people just are trying to avoid the conversation which I hundred percent get because guess what? I do it. I do it. I do it. <laughs> it's but it's just fucked. It's fucked. Yeah, I don't know what it reverts back to. I wonder what people used to do back in the day. That's get what their, I, get their notepad out. <sighs> don't have to look at them. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Well, obviously, but like, <laughs> <laughs> well done, Egan. Good Einstein. <laughs> but maybe that's um, the problem. We're not we're not forced enough. Like this is obvious, but I, it's it's still. Important. It, we, we're not forced enough to go out of our comfort zone because there's there wasn't as many distractions back in the day, so people became more confident in themselves, became more secure with who they were. They got to know other people because they were forced to do that. Whereas now it's so easy for this like dopamine comfort and all this stimulation that we get that it just becomes our the mechanism for dealing with difficult things and the way we deal with it instead of being able to embrace difficulty and and grow from it. You straight away. I still want to know some more weirder. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think as well. There's so many fucking little ones. Like even in the gym. Like the oh, gym's a massive one. I'm sure massive. people can relate. Yeah, this would be a massive one. Like it can be good and bad. Like when you're in a good headspace, you, you start thinking, oh, people think I'm fucking Arnold. Like, well, that's what people actually say about me. So I'm pretty happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> but like when when you when things are going good in the gym, like you're feeling good about yourself in the gym, like it's really easy to like. I don't like having that big up and I'm trying to be more in the middle like mm. because it's such more sustainable way and good for your mental health like 
not being like because people like this they go into the gym they're like they talk about like pump cover so they're all insecure with how like i'm not feeling confident how i look and then like they get a pump on they get their muscles growing they like take the shirt off and like fucking think they're the big tough guy it's like is that really a sustainable way of living or are you saying they're actually insecure but then when they get the pump on they're like fuck you mom him yeah yeah it's like I feel bad for those people because, like... They need to be able to do that just to feel somewhat like I got Sometimes I go into the gym re- recently, like, in a single... Like, I'm not fully happy with my arms. Like, yeah, I want them to be bigger, but it's like... Yeah, no. I wouldn't be happy either. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... Like, it, <laughs> like I'm, I want to be, like, bigger and stronger, but, like, yeah. I'm st- I'm putting action in. Like, why, why... I'm happy with the effort I'm putting in. If you can hold yourself to good effort, it comes back to how you measure yourself because it's the external like i need to look this way mm. that seeps into ourselves so that when we walk into the gym it's like i'm not that yet so i don't deserve to be confident in who i am rather than i'm putting action in i'm working hard like i deserve and like your internal voice becomes yes i want to be better but i'm putting in the action so i should be happy with that i'm putting in the action you become confident with the the action you're putting in and then suddenly you feel confident to you know not wear a jumper and not trying yeah. to hide away from things because mm. it comes back to how you... It's all internal, isn't it? And, mm. and it affects what you do. The gym thing's massive. Like That's why people don't want to do weird exercises and stuff. They're trying like... I'll give you an example. Like In the gym, like, I got this program for doing an exercise and it's like... like I go in there and I, I look relatively strong, like muscular. So like in my mind, sometimes I think people think I have figured out when I'm actually nowhere near that. So, like, it's like, fuck, I don't want to look like an idiot, like, or I don't want to look like I don't know what I'm doing because I, I, I in my head, I want to be an athlete and an athlete should know what he's doing and, yeah. and be so certain. It's like, that. that's that's why. It's because, like, when I talk about labelling, that's the label I have. Like, I even put in my bio, right, athlete, because like, that's an identity I want to keep, like, I want to stick to because it helps me, like, make good decisions. But then sometimes in a negative way, it can be like, if I'm meant to be this person, then sometimes when things go slightly wrong like um and there's a bit of discomfort it can be really easy to doubt doubt what you're doing and this is like spotlight effect um when i have a cold sore i'll be having a conversation with someone all i'm thinking about when they're talking is they're just looking at my cold sore they're fucking and it's not that bad but that's just a cold sore imagine all the other physical features that people like this is comes back to insecurities but Oh fuck! He's looking at my pimples. Pimples. That's a massive one for high school students. I'm actually, actually no, not even high school. People have yeah, bad actually, skin. People, yeah, people still bad have bad skin. skin. It's a spotlight effect. It's, but fuck, I feel bad for some people because it's it's luck. I got luck. No, yeah. it is. It is like mostly. My, my mate had absolutely shocking skin. Unfortunately, like bad rather green. He's fine now, but you know. People have to go on the medication. But this one day, actually, yeah, this was funny as fuck. I just got random ones instead of, like, full blown out. And I, no joke, had an egg-sized pimple, like, <laughs> right there. And I was like, fucking sake, i got to go to school now. <laughs> Everyone's going to see me. I was just going to squeeze the shit out of it. And that. It's like a massive rock. Weird. But I remember thinking, and that was probably for the whole week, like, everyone was judging me. Everyone's looking at me. But Look, they might. They might still... Actually, the thing about the spotlight effect is, you know what? They might be talking about you. They might be thinking about you. But it sort of comes back to who gives a fuck. Like, you have to train yourself just... Yeah. Oh, it's like you said. It's not, 
it can be positive and I start thinking like if people talk about me with like th- like certain stuff like I just start thinking now like oh I try and I'm training myself to they'll be saying positive things about me. Okay. So you yeah, okay. So you yeah. It's hard. No, it's, no, no. It's yeah. it's hard to do, but I'm sure obviously I just don't really think about what they're thinking about. But I f- here's I what I, here's what I think though. To. Like if I'm going to be an overthinker, be a good overthinker. Yeah. And guess yep. what? And you start to become a good overthinker. You're just reinforcing positive thoughts then. And guess what happens? You put more action in and the insecurity starts to fade because you're putting in the action. And guess what? The overthinking goes because the overthinking stemmed from insecurity. Mm. How thick, how simplistic is that? Just have clarity on that is so powerful. That's where people struggle, I think. Just It's a lot better when you like simplify things as well. I'm trying to do that. Braden's probably the best at um at helping me identify it. Um, He's a smart fellow. That that's an important thing for me. Just like the clarity, like that one word, just like simplicity, but it's just the cl- clarity, just knowing thoughts, feelings, actions, it's all interlinked and just having like with purpose and everything. It's just because I think that's where I struggle, just like knowing what to do, when, how to feel, like just all this not knowing. And yeah. and for me, not knowing is a, a thing I don't, I'm not good with. So like just having clarity of, of certain things has really helped like my mental health space. Oh, what are we talking about? Spotlight effect. <laughs> this is a good one because clothing. What you wear? Yeah. Look, oh, I know I'm you fine. might not struggle, but I've. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I struggle. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, the look you had there, I was like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> no, 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 it's because I, like, I had a person instantly come up to um, uh, yeah. in my head, and I was like, he struggles with it massively. Yeah, and it. So, I've got. I don't know. Clothing is so weird. It's like, hey, looking at my clothes. I <laughs> know. No, well, this is what I was gonna do. <laughs> I was gonna turn the camera around and <laughs> show everyone your clothes. <laughs> I like. I got a lot of nice shirts. But it's just your style. Like that's who you are, and you shouldn't give a fuck about. But I don't know. Clothes is such a weird one because, and I do. I fucking do this. You buy the trends. What everyone else is doing, like literally these shorts. I actually really like the shorts, but. Sort of becoming the sheep, but but then it's like, I think you have to ask, really ask yourself, do you really want to wear this stuff, or is it like just because like everyone else? But sometimes we just, sometimes our brain just tells ourselves that we like it just because we know that it'll be comfortable to do what everyone else is doing. I just never had good shorts, so that's why I like these shorts. I can actually yeah. have shorts to go out in, but um, my mate. One of my best mates, actually. He struggles with this massively, massively. He will, like, and I get, ha- I get wanting to get an opinion from your mates. Like, yeah, okay, fair enough. But he he used to bring two like sets of clothes to like prayers or whatever before we go out, and he'll he'll be like, fuck boys, black or white shoes. I just go, mate, it doesn't matter doesn't matter where whatever the fuck you want but he he sort of like demanded an answer like like we needed to give him like validation almost and I, I, I felt bad Ooh, thinking about it now i feel bad because where whatever the fuck you want it, it, it sort of so he must be there must be deeper things oh, like, no, obviously no, 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 there, there, i'm guessing there is but like why can't i wear a purple shirt on a podcast i didn't know i didn't look at it twice 
<laughs> no, I, I don't. Give, well, this is what I went out. <laughs> so exactly. <laughs> I haven't got chases last night, but okay. Then we'll do a, a funky jet clothing episode. <laughs> fuck it. Well, fuck. I wore a bloody s- well, short suit on the. What about when I wore the fucking the double green? That was like. Yeah, but yeah. And did people comment? I think they did. I put it. <laughs> people. Oh, no, nah, I put it on my story. No. Oh, but yeah, like, yeah, you did, but yeah. but I was just um like like normally like in the, a long time ago I'd be like. Like, that doesn't look, like, socially, like, cool. But I didn't give a fuck. I, I felt, for some reason, I felt comfortable wearing it because I actually liked it. And I didn't think twice about yeah, it, it comfortable then. Comfortable in your clothes, comfortable in your skin. Yeah. That's where it is, like, I do like the whole fashion thing. It's, like, where, where like, things you do like because, you know, mate, it helps you make yourself more comfortable in your skin. And I, and I said this the other day on a post, like, being comfortable in your skin is, like, the most important thing for your mental health. Like, just being comfortable to exist and walk around, like... It's obviously deeper than that, but it's if that's like the biggest indicator of your mental health space, just your comfort in being you. What? And that is a hugely like related to the spotlight effect. I'm just like realizing how big clothing is, like in a as a sort of a problem because if you're not wearing the trendy sort of stuff or like stuff that just looks normal, you look so different, and everyone's like. Fuck, she wearing what the fuck? He's what's what? What are they wearing? Like, and like Maddock, Maddock doesn't give a fuck. He wears whatever he wants, and I rate it so highly. Like, I love his his fits he gets into because all he's doing is just showing his personality. He wears what he wants to wear. He's not just trying to fit in. I don't think this is. I think people who, if people are, like I love his style, but let's say if someone judged that right, mm. a lot of the time. They're not judging, or sorry, they're not res- um, criticizing him or saying things because they actually think it's bad style. They're only, it's actually reflecting the fact internally most they of the time. They wish they could. Yeah. Mm. They're, they're like, fuck, like, I wish I could do that. But I'm not going to go up to him and say, geez, I wish I could be confident like you. I'm just going to put you down because instead of Way going to your, instead of going to your level, I'm going to put you down to my level. Yeah, and it's the comfort. Because, I mean, this is related to the spotlight effect um, because it's just that whole, like, mentality of, like, okay, if people are thinking of me, oh, fuck, I don't know how I didn't think of this. And I'm so happy I did because... So, the whole spotlight effect, how many times when we think people are thinking of us, we think of negative things of them as, like, a comfort? So, let's say I'm worried about kicking the footy, right? Mm. I'm worried about someone's going to think my kicking. And then we just think about... Oh, oh, they're so bad at kicking anyway. Like, why does it matter what they think? Or we t- where it's about people oh, just shit. people just all the time. With, uh, I'm trying to think of examples, but instead of taking ownership for yourself and just looking at you, we bring others down because it's really comfortable. So the whole yeah, spotlight your, effect. Yeah, it's, it's just your way of dealing with the dealing discomfort. It, yeah. It's to bring others down. And that's where culture is important in like team sports because it's like, let's bring everyone up instead of bringing others down to to be on top because a lot of us like have this mentality like we want to be com- we're like we want to be, be successful or be on top but it's like okay but are you going to do it through a bringing your others up with you and and coming everyone improving and raising the standard of the environment or are you going to breed some co- toxic culture and, and criticise people, talk behind people's back and bring everyone, stamp on people just so you can rise. And overall, it's in the long run, it's just, it's not a good way to live. 
but I'll, I've done this before where like, and I'm not proud of it, but like if I'm uncomfortable and I have an insecurity with something in someone else, like I'll find a flaw in them just to, just so that it makes me more comfortable with the fact that they have saying I don't. I think, yeah, look. I know it's obvious, but... No, no, it's, but it's hard. It's, I think we said it before, but it's a lot easier to be negative than it is to be positive, unfortunately. It shouldn't be that way. It definitely shouldn't be that way, but... It's, it's probably why people do it. It's easier, it's more comfortable. And... And going, you know what? They're fucking doing a good thing. Or I like what they're doing. And instead of you know, judging, bring them down. But people do that. <laughs> yeah. People choose to do that. But I, that's that's what I'm trying to. That's one of the things I'm trying to change. And I actually fucking get a lot of joy out of telling people they're doing a good job now. And because I feel like people aren't told enough. Like giving compliments out there. It just comes back to just doing it, not caring. Everything's interlinked. I just, I think I've just removed, you know, when we're talking about when you drink alcohol and that removes that part of the brain. I'm not a scientist, so I don't know. Inhibitory that, control. That's yeah. the one. The prefrontal cortex. That's yeah. the one. So I'm just trying to do that while I'm, you know, not drinking. I just remove that and I just go, you are doing a fantastic job. Maybe. Or, I'm proud of you. I'm I've, proud I've got a name you. for it. It's the fear filter. Yep. Yeah. It's just the fil- mm-hmm. it's just it just filters what we say and do because we're fear of external. Ima- oh, dude. That's that's what, that's what I'm gonna call it. Yeah. Imagine the amount of good that could come out, but people will decide to hold it in because well, in fear of what they might think or other people might think. Yeah. And how many situations where it's like ambiguous, it could be interpreted positively or negatively. It's like, oh, they're doing something different. Like, let's say for my podcast, like I'm sure people said stuff like, but it's like. Yeah, they're they saying it's fucking person number be- best uh, podcast. Like, <laughs> number but one. like, I have no idea what people say. Not that I care, but people could say like, um, put me down or people could be like, fuck, that's cool that he's doing his own thing. Like it could go two ways mm. and it's not like, but and it's what people say. It's like, that's, that's not going to come back to me because I haven't heard it, but. For them, it's like it's just that negativity that gets. Re- so you know what happens though? Yeah. If people, <laughs> if people are getting told this negative stuff, this is what I think. If people, oh, okay, I don't the fuck. This is powerful. So if people with your mates and stuff are all talking negative, 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 that's just, we, we. Then we start to think that that's why we think the spotlight effect because if we're doing it, other people must be doing it. So if we can start to breed positivity within ourselves and our conversations like then it doesn't we don't think other people are thinking of us in that way and if they are who cares it doesn't matter it doesn't affect us but if we're just being negative 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 we think everyone's doing that to us so it's it's just that reinforcement and it's it probably takes six positive i don't know there's a number to to outweigh some negative thing but that's why you got to harp on to it like reinforce reinforce um, all these positive things within yourself because the negativity strongly outweighs the positive. That's why you got to fucking bang on the positive consistently. Yeah, well, do you remember? Oh, I forgot what they're called. Is it? It's not argon. Is it argon? It's it's, it's argon. a thing. A lot of um, a lot of women did it, and it's like um, oh, like good healthy products sort of thing. Like 
I think I didn't really look into it. Juices and I don't know. Pretty much, you can make your own like business out of it. You know what I'm talking about? A few few um girls from my school did it after school, like as their own little business. And what I was gonna say is, I like probably said like not bad things, but just like oh, they probably don't make much money. They're like putting them down pretty much. Just to myself and probably my mates. And now I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking about now, and that is completely. I'm only saying that because I'm so jealous. I that because that's what I want to do. I want to start a business, and they are doing exactly what I want to do. So I feel like the only reason I'm bringing them down is because they are doing ex- exactly what I want to do. It has no, it actually has nothing to do with them, and, and all to do with me. Yeah, and, that, and you. S- I imagine how much that happens on like social oh, media man. with like comment Dude. sections. It's like, hundred percent. Like it's the whole thing. Like you get into this space, it's really easy to be like, "Fuck the world, so negative." Like it is, but like, there's a lot of positivity. Exactly. Yeah. It, you can only control you. Be the you look ch- at the negative, you only see negative. Yeah. Be the change you want to see in the world, because that's all you can really do, and try your best to. Have a positive influence. I think it's just we, we. There's so much negative experience that we almost feel like we're helpless, and it's and then it's just like, what's the point of like fighting a helpless cause? A lot of people think like, oh yeah, I can be positive, but like nothing really comes of it. But everyone adopted this mindset, the world would be radically different. But well, when people come up to me and you know talk to me about this podcast and um, tell me like we're doing a good thing. Uh, which I love. Thank you for doing that. But I hope that by us doing this, they do something they, they wouldn't have do, otherwise done. Yeah. So what's the effect? Butterfly effect. Butterfly. Domino effect. Whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope by us doing this, people actually, because they, it's so easy to just listen to it and be like, oh, I like that. Like that was cool. And not really like learn or take anything out of it. Like they just sort of just watch it and they like the video. But actually just put it into practice. Like start giving compliments out, being nice to each other, like asking how your mates are. Just just one thing. That's what you have to take out. And then we've we've done our job. But um I don't know. I just thought of a uh, Spotlight for me. Yeah. My teeth. It's probably it's also an insecurity, I guess. But yeah. whenever I'm talking to someone, well, not all the time as well, but because you can see where people are looking. Yeah. And whenever someone starts to look like towards the little bit, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right down there. Like, um, and I'm just in my head, I'm thinking, fuck, they're looking at my teeth, like, because obviously I don't have the best teeth. So bad. Wouldn't just, have known that. Hey? I didn't say. Huh? Yeah, see, that's fuck that, and I love that you said that because how many other things is like that? So many. Well, how many things like? I think you've actually said it once. You're like, I think it was maybe your hair or something. My forehead. Was it your forehead? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Like, I don't know. You just look at people for people. It maybe. (laughs) (laughs) maybe it maybe it comes down to the fact like the whole idea of reference this whole like 
spotlight effect. We think the whole like world's revolving around us. Like mm. the fact, well, like, well it does. No, <laughs> people don't actually care. Like we look at it in a few ways, but one way is to like people don't actually care about you as much as you think. Man. No shit. And like even if they do think of you, they don't actually care. Yeah. It's so, fr- so why so why care? Or put internal value on something for someone who does not even deserve it. It's so easy to say. Like, it's so easy for us to, st- like, sit here and say that. Because there's going to be people watching this or listening to this and they're going to go, well, they're going to try. And then it always just seems to seep in. I guess it's like catching yourself. That's that's the learning and the or how you can gain improvement. It's the, like, you might have the thought for, you might have the thought seep in. Catch yourself, like, why? I'm not, who cares? Who cares? Just put that in your head. Who cares? Bang. Remove it. Whereas, I think Tom said it, like, earlier. Or you can just go down the rabbit hole. And one thing leads to another. Which leads to another. And eventually you just end up hating yourself. Which you shouldn't. Yeah. Fuck, sometimes I go way too... I guess we... Summarise it. Yeah, I guess to summarise this, we are experiencing... You're only experiencing the world through your own lens. Like you're seeing, you're experiencing everything. So I totally understand how you feel and why you think everyone's looking at you, why you think the world's... You know, everyone's thinking of you the whole... Like you think this negativity exists because at the end of the day, we are we have this negativity bias in our head because... It's just a survival thing. We we so I totally understand where you're coming from. I've been there. I fucking worry so like I still do, but I'm so much better because I'm putting Catch effort into it. Yeah, reflecting, putting effort in, and working on these like insecurities, using that information in a good way, not letting others hold me back, not letting these limiting beliefs about myself hold me back. Do it in spite of those feelings. You can still do things even if you feel shit. People. People are successful in life with money. People make millions of dollars, and they're not good people. You don't need to. De- you don't need to deserve it. You can still become the person you want to be. And I think there's a million ways you can look at it, but pick something. I just want you to pick one thing out. If you're listening, pick one thing out of the convo and take it, because um, there has to be one thing there that relates to you. Because we had Tom, we had Jack, had me. Three sort of different ways of looking at it. Just take one thing, try it, um, even if it's something really small because like we said, it's the really small things that end up being massive things because it's just like, because it just gives you hope and there's nothing more powerful in the mental health space than hope and it's just hope I can become better. Like if you just have that little moment, that little situation, that little experience in life, a positive where you're like, fuck, things can get better. It just lights that fire. Yeah. All you need is that little bit of hope and then hope that lights the fire to but actually you, be that. Can't happen if you don't start. So like the whole comment, we need to. We fuck. Should have got. On, to should we quote it again? No. <laughs> don't have to be great to start, but you got to start to be great. Exactly, and the same thing happens with with the whole um the whole mental health thing. But yeah, pretty pretty much wraps it up. Spotlight effect. Spotlight effect. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. I'll see you on the next one. Bye bye. Cheers. <laughs> bye.